T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Four o'clock hour here. So before we get to headlines and, and cat talk and 15 minutes of heat, there's a couple other cuts that I want to play from Mike McDaniel here, uh, Crowder. So um, he said the plays that were, you know, late. Uh, and, and, you know, he's I, I think he's been pretty good all season about taking responsibility. But, you know, the getting the plays in late and the, and the delay of games, all that, uh, having to use timeouts. Uh, he says that is ultimately his responsibility. So think about it this way. So there's, I think, in the regular season – Offensively, there was 1,084 plays, okay? Um, it's like kind of a baseball player. A lot of them don't work with everyone intending to work. So there's a lot of constructive criticism that that I put on myself, first and foremost. Um, you know, bottom line is, is when the moment, in the biggest moment, we weren't able to execute. There was compounding variables to that, things that, you can't really change in hindsight. You know, there are some things that, as, uh, as I mentioned before, that I was working out that need to work out with the staff. But also, you know, it's bottom line is I need to work it out with the staff. So um, if if it became a problem in, in crunch time, um, you know, that's ultimately my, um, my responsibility. It wasn't necessarily for a lack of a lack of direction. It was more just really working on the nuances of communication, which starts with me. Yeah. I mean, it did happen in crunch time. It's not, it's not if it happened in crunch time. I mean, it happened in crunch time. So you got to take responsibility for it and you got to fix that. It's you. You're calling the plays, get them in faster, be more efficient, know what you want to call, have your, have your plan ready. Okay. It's first and 10. If we get to second and five or below, I'm I like this. If we get to, you know, if it's first and 10, second and 10, I like this. Like, there's some foresight you can have while calling plays. Um, what does he do here, Solana? He gives a little more explanation on that final play. Yeah, just not not specifically the final play, but you know what transpired during that game uh, specifically that led to all the miscommunication. All right, let's hear that. I don't think it helped the situation to have uh, the rookie quarterback in a second start with a new starting running back, a new le- starting left guard, a new right guard, a new starting right tackle. All of those things hurt communication. Probably the, the way I look at things is in hindsight, you learn that um, that many uh, new players in, in one game, um, ha- you have to be uh, mindful of that when you're building a plan with a lot of communication yeah I'm with that 
I don't. I, I I said it at two o'clock. It was kind of to me like the perfect storm. You got a first year head coach, first playoff game. You have a rookie quarterback. Like yeah, you, you have you have a whole bunch of stuff there that that you know are is, is playing against you. But Hawk, my pushback would be that we went through three and a half quarters and this didn't happen. It it was late though. It like that. It seemed to me to be kind of a running thing where. They were getting the snap off just as the play clock was expiring. I, I think I think that it was a uh, I think it was kind of a running thing, in my opinion. That that and that again, it just comes with having a a very young quarterback and a very young head coach and yeah. uh, missing a lot of starters. Um, play uh, cut eight here, Solana. Before we do headlines, uh, I'm seeing here that he was asked if Skyler. You and I were talking about this. He was asked if Skyler is going to be the backup quarterback next year. Mike, has, has Skyler Thompson earned the privilege to be the number two quarterback behind Tua, or will there be competition in training camp? Whew. Man, if I had an answer to that, yeah, I mean, that would be, uh, I don't know, that be bittersweet for you because it'd be cool to have an answer to write about, but then, like, how much work am I really doing? I think his teammates were very pumped um, about how he rose to the occasion. Again, um, I think it was, I think he was the second um, seventh round rookie to start a playoff game. Um, just, he was a day late and a dollar short. He could have been the first. We'll see, uh, we'll see what old Chris has up his sleeve. You know, you never know. He's got long sleeves. <laughs> I'm sorry. I like him. I know. I know some people don't. I like him. I like that. <laughs> but I also like. I think it's a little glimpse too into the power sharing agreement that they have. He he didn't give you just a hey. This is what's going to happen on the roster. Like he it it kind of to me tips his hand where hey this is a collaborative effort. If you remember when they got rid of Brian Flores. Uh, Chris Greer talked about looking for a collaborative effort, right? And so if Mike McDaniel just kind of on his own says, yes, he is the backup quarterback or no, it'll be an open competition. Well, that's not the collaborative effort that Stephen Ross and Chris Greer said that they were looking for. So I thought I got a little glimpse there by him saying, we'll yes. see what Chris has up his sleeve. And the, I think the question, I see what they were trying to do, but the question, you're never going into camp with two quarterbacks. So there's always going to be a competition at the second spot and actually the third spot because they're probably going to go with four. So I, I'm with you. I love that McDaniel, you know, and he kind of, you know, succeeds to Chris Greer and, you know, they have that mutual respect. But there's going to be multiple quarterbacks in camp, more than two. Let's get headlines here. Start out the 4 o'clock hour with Alejandro Solana, who once followed Antonio Brown on Snapchat. <laughs> wrong with you oh you locked into that feed huh i'll tell you what man i looked away i don't know i didn't need to see that i heard I, I know what you said i got him no, I said the exact opposite. <laughs> In fact, I deleted the entire app. I got Tony. I was I was looking for the um, Men in Black neuralizer to forget what I had just seen. 
I got a B. I've got you, Hulk. Big man. You're talking about me? Like just me as a whole? Yeah. I, I think. <laughs> no, Jack. If you put me up against it, I may eke out. <laughs> I got this A B. Lori, come check this out. That's the last thing I need her to see. I've got her living in a small little bubble world. I don't need her to see that. Yeah, baby, I got a B. <laughs> this sports update is driven by the new Palmetto Ford Truck Super Center. Why buy her truck at a car store, Palmetto Ford? We know trucks. <laughs> <laughs> Farve though I think I might have Farve <laughs> I hope Hey baby Where's the win Hulk Where's the win <laughs> That's what I'm saying right <laughs> Listen, You take a W when you can get one <laughs> Nicosi? <laughs> oh, no. Just based off the first name, I can tell you no. <laughs> Y'all are killing Eichenberg, though. <laughs> The Panthers, they beat the Sabres last night. They'll try to make it two in a row. They play the Maple Leafs tonight, 7 p.m. in Toronto, from Toronto, Ontario. Let me give you a little cat talk. You got any ice hockey-themed uh, music? Fans, don't sit this one out when it's game time. Make Celsius a part of your play and get that energy up. Game day is fueled by Celsius Essential Energy Drinks, the official energy drink of the Florida Panthers. So Panthers game tonight will be heard here on 560 WQAM, and it'll be Doug Plagans from Toronto, Ontario, as Solana just mentioned. Don't look now, Crowder, but the Panthers have won two in a row and five out of their last seven. And again, it's a tough road to get enough points to be playoff bound. But they have won five out of their last seven and two in a row. So maybe this is the start of something I had seen David Dwork, who covers the, the Panthers for Local 10. Um, he had quoted Sergei Bobrovsky, who said, things are coming together for us. We're excited. Matthew Kachuk said, the belief is in this room. So, you know, you got to string together a number of victories uh, consecutively. And you know what? Maybe tonight they win their third in a row. They are an underdog tonight in Toronto, but maybe they're able to. Uh, I think uh, Spencer Knight is back and healthy, although I believe it'll be Sergei Bobrovsky in net tonight. I'm not 100% certain. I don't know if they've announced it yet. Let me take a look real quick here before we get back to uh, headlines. Not how you start is how you finish. Uh, yeah, a little bit how you start, oh, though. We, 
we always have games in hand and all that stuff. Now we don't have anything in our hands. We, yeah, yeah. We running. Well, we we're in the back of the pack running, baby. All right. well, a little bit how you start though. Not totally not how you start. <laughs> uh, anyway, you can hear the Panthers game tonight right here on five sixty WQAM. That's your cat talk. Hockey fans don't sit this one out. When it's game time, make Celsius a part of your play and get that energy up. Game day is fueled by Celsius Essential Energy Drinks the official energy drink of the Florida Panthers. Last night, Kane Toops beat Syracuse 82-78. to They're the 17th-ranked team in the nation as of yesterday. They'll play Duke Saturday, 12 p.m. in North Carolina. Very good. The Heat, they'll play the Pelicans tomorrow night. They lost against the Hawks yesterday. All right. No Zion tomorrow. That's a bummer. Yeah. Yeah. A uh, couple other games that we hadn't gotten to yet. So the Jaguars completed maybe the greatest comeback in uh, since, what was that, the Super Bowl a couple years ago where the uh, the Patriots came back against the Falcons. They were down 27 nothing and won the game with a game-winning field goal. I mean, th- that game was as good as done. And, uh, man, kudos to Trevor Lawrence and that Jags team. Uh, be be interesting to see what they do for the rest of the playoffs. But man, was that an unbelievable comeback! Yeah, and to believe in that, like you're saying that that coaching too, to believe that you could really play because a lot of dudes would have hung it up being down yep. by that much. Yep, just run out the clock. Let's get out of here. Worry yep. about next season. Great first year, we made strides. Blah blah blah. No, they went after it. And Dolphins too. Dolphins were down seventeen nothing. You know, same, you have third-string quarterback playing. You you could easily say, all right, this just isn't going to be our Sunday. We knew it wasn't going to be our Sunday, and let's just get out of here. Same way, because last week, Hawk, I was asking, is there any way you're not embarrassed after this game? And it was actually the opposite. Yep. I was proud of the damn Dolphins and proud to be a fan of them after seeing what they did in Buffalo to one of the Super Bowl favorites. I was proud. Yep, me too. The Chargers, by the way, they fired their offensive coordinator, Joe Lombardi, and uh, their quarterback coach, Shane Day, today. All right. <laughs> so you're telling me the quarterback coach let them give up 31 points in two quarters? Wow. They get, I'll tell you what, they, they, they cannot waste uh, the talent that is Justin Herbert. Like, something's got to be done there. Oh, yeah. And he's, he's, he's locked. You know, we're asking about Tua's future. Justin Herbert's <laughs> getting the fifth-year option. Justin Herbert's yep. getting him for three $400 million. Justin Herbert's the real deal. Yep. The Giants, they beat the Vikings, a team nobody believed in. And now you have your answer why. 31-24 to <laughs> on Sunday after Dolphins-Bills. All right. Will Manso, very happy. Huge Giants fan. The Bengals, they held on versus the Ravens at home. 24-17 to was the final. All right. So we got Joe Burrow for another week. A little skyline chili on the menu. <laughs> I hope they ain't drinking that before this game. Bro, Crowder, your electricity bill is going to be insane with the <laughs> amount of vacuuming that's going on at your house. I mean, how big is that house? I mean, what, what hey, is going on? Hey, let me reveal something else. All we have is carpets. The damn <laughs> floor is marble. I don't want this lady's vacuuming. <laughs> vacuuming the Christmas tree. Maybe maybe check on her. Is it possible? That, you know what? I'm the only one home. She is it possible something's good? Yes, maybe something went wrong and, and the, the, the vacuum cleaner's trying. It's like Lassie. The vacuum cleaner's trying to warn you something's <laughs> gone wrong. 
I don't usually go out because she brings a bunch of food with her. Mm. And, it, and it upsets me. She brings boiled eggs and little little warm-up mac and cheeses for the microwave. She brings all this food. I'm like, yeah, eat at home. Hmm. I'm the I'm big offer. I, I I offer to make every anyone who's in my house. It's good. We had a, a guy uh, repairing tile in the house yesterday. I mean, I'm just can I make you lunch? Can I make you dinner? I I, I get overly uh, overly friendly. I tell him stay out that refrigerator. <laughs> <laughs> that ain't yours. That's mine. <laughs> Uh, and last night, the Cowboys, uh, they crushed the Buccaneers 31-14. to It was 31-6. The, the Bucks and Tom Brady led them on a drive late in the game, garbo time, and they score a touchdown. They get a two-point conversion. Then they kick uh, an onside kick, and they recover it. Only the fourth onside kick recovered all season long, and then they go turnover on downs, and the game was over. Yeah, it wasn't a great performance by Tom Brady, and it was a great performance by Dak Prescott. Stupid good. That was that was one of the best quarterback performances I've seen in a long time. Yep. Five, four four passing, one rushing. I think he only was like twenty five of thirty three or something. I mean, he Just, was so locked in, it was crazy. If I don't believe I didn't believe in Dallas till watching that. If he can continue yeah. that, Dallas will get him a ring. Yeah, perfect time for him to lay a dud next Sunday when they play the Niners. <laughs> I don't know if you lay a dud. I think we did this last week as well. I know, we yeah. did. <laughs> I'll, I'll be honest. I'm actively cheering against the Cowboys, just to be honest. Yeah, I like Dak, so I'm I'm kind of rooting for them. I don't like them. I don't like the America's team thing. I really don't like Jerry Jones and his lie. I just I don't know. I just don't like Dallas. Hmm. Your weather? It's I'm watching uh, Marcus Spears right now on NFL Live. Did he play for the Cowboys? Yeah, swagoo. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was giving Stephen A. hell this morning. Was he? <laughs> yeah. You know, Stephen A. takes joy yeah. in the Cowboys losing. So, yep, yeah. he had to overhaul. He had to get. He had to give him their props this morning, though. I did see that. Yeah, yeah. He had to yeah. swallow what they call swallow crow, yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah, man. No, if that yeah, – You I'm swallow to, your pride or you eat crow. Again, uh, <laughs> you got Solana. I, I, Solana's I swallow rubbing crow. off here. Yeah, I think swallow oh, crow Solana. works. I think you swallow a little crow, right, Solana? Yeah, I think that works. I'm with you. <laughs> Your weather sponsored by DeBesman and Dover Law Firm, your attorneys.com. I mean, I feel like I'm in an insane asylum at times. It's just people, like they're just learning the language. <laughs> Drop a dud. Swallow crow. Uh, all right, both of you. Just take your meds, and I'll see you tonight. <laughs> Call 866-954-MORE. That's the Mesman and Dover Law Firm. Gorgeous afternoon outside. That's your weather. All right, very good. 15 minutes of heat. We will do that in the next segment, so don't go anywhere. We apologize. This is the Hawk and Crowder Show. No one understands Interstellar. And when you pretend that you do, you're the worst human. Hawk and Crowder. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I want you to get up now. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell. 15 minutes of heat. Time for 15 minutes of heat. It's presented by Broward Health. Broward Health celebrating 85 years of service to our community. Then, now, forever, Broward Health. Before we get into yesterday's heat game, we do have to pay homage. Dwayne Wade celebrating a birthday today, 41 years old. Probably uh, every Heat fan's most favorite Heat player. Certainly on the Mount Rushmore for any Heat fan, even though, you know, he's in Utah and doing whatever. But uh, Dwayne Wade, 41 years old today. Happy birthday to D. Wade. Um, One thing I did not notice yesterday, Solana, after the Heat loss, I did not notice a whole bunch of panic amongst Heat Nation on social media. Um, was this a different reaction or is this because they're above 500 now and you're not going to win every game? I don't know. I mean, we must have different timelines. Uh, really? Yeah. You saw panic after that? I, I wouldn't, maybe not panic, not the right word, but anger, just, anger. An- like we saw after uh, a couple of those losses last week. Yeah. Anger overreaction people, you know, doing a fire sell, trying to make any trade possible, just trying to do and, and move anybody that can bring in another name to this roster over one loss. So, I, I mean, I saw a lot of that yesterday, and uh, like how I do with most times I see that, I kind of just ignore it because people overreact to every loss with the Miami Heat, and you're seeing Well, 18- you do a lot as well, in my opinion. I thought you had overreacted last week. Um, this one just felt different to me. It was like uh, um, I, I, I didn't feel like the same uh, – I think it's because what are they now? Three games over five hundred, or they yeah. were four games over five hundred going into yesterday's game. Like yeah. I think it was because there's a little bit of cushion now, no? Yeah, and they're just playing better overall. Yeah, but injuries are, are still, you know, a huge part of uh, of of what's keeping them from probably going on a a really good stretch and and winning games. Uh, they continue to miss starters, and I think that's tough to overcome. They're missing still Duncan Robinson. Uh, Omer Yurtevin hasn't even made it season debut. Uh, Kyle Lowry has missed a, a lot of games now over the past week or so. Uh, so, like, it's hard. It's hard. I don't want to use it as an excuse, and I don't think the Heat are, but it's hard not to talk about injury when talking about this team. And with all that being said, they still had their best stretch of the season over the past month now. They're three games above 500. And, bro, they've dominated the Hawks uh, going back to last season in the playoffs. Remember Trey Young, that stat? He had more turnovers than baskets made through the five games. It was games. embarrassing in last yeah. year's playoffs. Like, I, don't, I don't think a lot of Heat fans are nervous about Atlanta. Right. And then you beat them earlier this season, and you kind of took Trey Young out of that game as well. Atlanta's been dying to play the Heat again and beat them because they're just sick of the, the Heat owning them. So it meant a well, lot you, more you, to you Atlanta know, than Miami. You want to know what Ira Winderman said uh, in the Ask Ira column? Somebody emailed in and said, how do you come out like that in Atlanta on a three-game winning streak? And Ira answered, because the NBA has too many games? Okay, that might sound a bit simplistic, but this is a league with its 82 games and with 
20 of the 30 teams advancing beyond the regular season where, unfortunately, not every game matters. So with the game mattering more to Atlanta, you were just saying, Solana, they've been waiting for it. So with the game mattering more to Atlanta, that's what you get. The concern is not as much what happened in Atlanta, but now what the Heat do in New Orleans and Dallas to close out this trip. Or is their ceiling simply four games above 500 battling to avoid the play-in round? That's the greater question, Crowder, is like, are they yeah. going to go on a little bit of a win streak? Are they a four seed, a five seed, a three seed maybe? Or I think they're the seven seed now. Are they a seven, eight, nine play-in kind of team and uh, and see what happens once the playoffs arrive? Uh, I think I think not a play-in team. I think they're right there. What? Right there with the Cavs. You know, right, right around there. They're only, what, four games, three games behind the Cavs. The Knicks are still, you know, the Knicks are going to get bad. So I think they're, uh, they're in that four to six range when, uh, when, when it's all said and done. Yeah, it'd be hard to see them climbing into the top four, right, Solana? No. It's like, you I, look I mean, at them. Well, well, hold on a second. I, I, okay, I, I'm, I'm with you. Right now, if you had to play a seven-game series against any of the top four, I don't think the Heat would be favored, and I think most people would be afraid of playing the Celtics, Nets, Bucks, or Sixers. But you're only – Four games back of the 76ers, four and a half games back of the Bucks, who are the three seed. Like, that's not a ta- uh, unattainable. No, no, I'm not saying that they can't do it. I'm just saying they don't appear to me to be a top four team in the NBA seedings. And obviously that would mean, uh, you know, you're on the road in the first round of the playoffs. So, um, you know, where you'd like to have a home series where it might help you out, you know, if you're a, a middling team. Yeah. So I, I know what you're saying. Mathematically, they're still, like, they're in it. They're fine. What are they, nine games back of the Celtics for first place, but, again, only four games back of the 76ers for the four seed. I just don't see them being as good as those four teams. Yeah. I No, as currently constructed, they're not. They're Like, they're they're not better than those four teams. You're right. But – Trade deadline, you know, they're on the corner. So uh, it's it's not it's 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 not crazy to think the Heat will improve their roster. I know it seems not as likely considering their cap situation, but you never know. The Godfather can do mysterious things, gentlemen. He has before. But but so like, don't you? Because you just said it. You said Kyle's out and Yurtsefin. Like if they get those two back, does that jump them up into that top four? You know, oh, range because no. I don't see that. No, no, I think I, a lot of people would want Kyle to be out. <laughs> I don't think I think there's yeah. people that don't want him coming. Yeah, back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Heat Nation is out on Kyle Lowry at this point. They are so done with him. <laughs> no, but Crowder, they got to move somebody. They have to move something in the trade deadline. Yeah, I mean, if if Dwayne Dedman was moved, I don't think anybody would be surprised, right? There's a great speaking of Dwayne Dedman. There's a great email to Ira in the Ask Ira column. It just says. I don't care who is in there. Dwayne Dedman is never the answer. <laughs> it's not even a question. It's just a statement. And Ira writes, it appears the Heat agree. That's now two games that he has not played since he returned from his suspension with no mention of an injury. This appears to be a matter of trust. Yeah, I think they're kind of done with him. Yeah. but Don't even warm it up. Don't even warm it up. But Crowder, to answer answer your question, I don't think, oh, Omer Yurtsevin comes back. I mean, dude hasn't played barely. Well, he hasn't played at all this season. Even last year, he only played when Bam was out during that stretch. I don't think he comes back and this team's a a top four seed. My point was that they've been so injured all season, they haven't been able to play 
you know, two, three straight weeks with a health, healthy roster. And I think that matters. You, you know, like when, when you're trying to build momentum and, and, and go through a stretch where you can win 8 of 10, 10 of 12, you need to be healthy, period. And if you're not and you're a Heat team that doesn't have, you know, Giannis Antetokounmpo leading you, it's hard to win that many games in a row. So they need to be healthy if they want to be able to climb the rankings to get into a top four seed. And what's the uh, what's the next game they play tomorrow? Yeah, at Pelicans tomorrow. I think it's an 8 p.m. tip-off. And then they play Dallas on the road Friday night. That's a 7 p.m. tip-off or 7.30 p.m. tip-off. And then they're back at home Sunday against the Pelicans 3.30. All right, there you go. Well, 15 minutes of heat. You're listening to the Hawk and Crowder Show. He's calm, collected, has a will to win because his name, of course, is Wade Jones. Hawk and Crowder. Little bit of breaking news here. Pete Thamel, college football reporter for ESPN. He says University of Miami quarterback Jake Garcia intends to enter the NCAA transfer portal. Sources told ESPN on Tuesday he's informed the Miami coaches of his intentions and his decision comes one day before the deadline to enter the transfer portal on January 18th. Garcia is a former top 25 over recruit in the class of 2021 per the ESPN 300. He'd originally committed to USC before flipping to Miami in December of 2020. Let's see, according to a source, Garcia is looking to enroll somewhere immediately and compete in spring ball to learn a system and compete for the starting job. Portal deadline is only for entry, so as long as athletes are in by January 18th tomorrow, they can make a decision at any time. Um, Interesting. It makes sense, though, because when Tyler went down, they started putting Ja'Cory Brown in more. Yep. So now yep. he goes to third string behind the young guy. Not a not a good formula for success. And then Solana pointed out who they uh, who they sign in the offseason. Emery who committed Williams. to them. 2023. Yeah. yeah. Did, you, uh, did you also see uh, Solana and I were talking during the commercial break? Uh, the tight end. Was it a tight end that they got? The tight end that's uh, transferring Solana? Yeah, I think it's a tight end, yeah. Did, did, did you see this guy from Oregon, Crowder? No. Is he crazy he's, or something? No. He's in his ninth year as a college football player. Oh, goodness. Oh, y'all got all of Jim. It's his ninth <laughs> year of eligibility. I mean, this guy's career is playing college football. So what, how does that happen, Solana? I, I know you get an extra year because of the COVID season. Obviously, you could redshirt a year. You could have an injury uh, dispensation. Is that is that what went on with that guy? Do you have any idea? I remember reading about him a couple months ago because he had he had announced that he was going to come back for another season and enter the transfer portal. He was at Oregon, so the tie there with Cristobal makes sense. Cam McCormick, um, I believe he had a torn Achilles at one point, so he got the extra year because of that, uh, or, a, or a knee injury as well. And then he had the COVID season, he was a red shirt, so just all these compounding variables that leads to him now nine seasons in, the NCAA <laughs> gives him the eligibility. Who did I read? Um, someone tweeted out over the weekend, Brock Purdy reminds me of a young Stetson Bennett. <laughs> 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 That's funny. 
Everything is so confused now. I, you can't. You don't know not only where someone's playing year to year, but you have no idea if they're in their thirties. <laughs> What's going on? I hope he's. I hope we got about six degrees or something. <laughs> he start life late. Just sit back and enjoy, college and football I, fans. I wish the best for McCormick, but there's a low chance he's getting drafted high as a 31 year old rookie. <laughs> Yeah, I would, have, I would imagine he's at the tail end of his career. <laughs> he's walking in on the way out. What's that? That, 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 that uh, Simpson the, the meme. Simpsons, yeah. <laughs> That's his draft day. He takes his hat and off. He, puts and he actually on. looks like Grandpa Simpson. <laughs> Good grief. Um, there's some uh, Dolphins unrestricted free agents, too. Some of the unrestricted Dolphins include Raheem Mostert, Jeff Wilson, Mike Kosicki, Trent Sherfield, Teddy Bridgewater, Landon Roberts, Duke Riley, Andrew Van Ginkle, Melvin Ingram, Eric Rowe, Nick Needham, John Jenkins, and Thomas Morstead. Um, so there, there's a lot of uh, a lot of maneuvering that the Miami Dolphins will have to do during the offseason. Yeah. Bring back bring back um Jeff Wilson. Uh Jeff Wilson was really good. I thought he was uh he was yeah. a spark, you know, when they when they acquired him. I don't think anybody uh, down here really knew about him, and he he turned out to be good. What about Mostert? Would you bring Mostert back if you could? Oh, Would you have that tandem again, Mostert and Wilson? No, not really. Better. I, I you have to upgrade, and I just like Jeff Wilson because we haven't had a big, strong, powerful just downhill back in a while. But Mostert is real fast, but he's just like the backs we had in the past, a little quick, you know, slithery backs. Like I like Jeff Wilson because he's big as hell. Nick Needham's another one that jumped out of that list because Nick Needham was good before he got injured. It's a, I would say majority of that list is gone. Melvin Ingram didn't do much. There's a there's a lot of people on that list that weren't impressed. Ingram was good at the beginning of the season. We thought that there was a real surprise uh, upside signing. He wasn't bad. He certainly wasn't bad. Uh, yeah, Gusecki but he, will be gone. I, I get, I guess I'm comparing him to what he did in in uh, L.A. or well, San sure, Diego, sure. actually. Yeah, and yeah, he's on the back. End. Hawk, what am I saying? He was he was he wasn't even practicing Wednesdays. He was having veteran rest days. It it shows you he was right there with Teron Armstead. Uh, Gasecki will be gone. Bridgewater will be gone. Would be my guess. Ingram will be gone. Thomas Morstead. I'll tell you what. I thought he was good this season. The punter. Yeah. Yo, yeah, oh, heck yeah. Him if uh, if you could. You paid Sanders. You might as well pay people. Hell, I saw Sanders Thomas Morstead. Uh, Thomas Morstead sent out, you know, uh, a tweet that he wrote on the notes program. So it's a, a lot more characters. It's Tuesday, January seventeenth. This is from the punter, Thomas Morstead. It's Tuesday, January seventeenth, twenty twenty-three. I'm sitting on a plane heading back home to New Orleans, taking what seems to be my first deep breath since our season ended. Less than 48 hours ago, our team was in the midst of January playoff football, fighting for the opportunity to continue our season in pursuit of a Super Bowl. Win in advance or lose and go home. As a competitor, this is the time of the season you live for. And then abruptly, it's all over. Clearing out your locker and having exit meetings with coaches and support staff is difficult to describe. It's just so sudden. Everyone goes their own way. This team will never all be together again. Free agency, cuts, restructures, drafted and undrafted rookies, new coaches, and support staff. It always takes time to sort through all the emotions that take place. I guess the dynamics that make it so difficult are also what make the opportunity so special. 
I'm grateful to have been part of this 2022 Dolphins squad. It was a great new experience for me and my family. Thank you, Chris Greer. Thank you, Mike McDaniel. Thank you, Danny Crossman. Thank you to all my teammates for accepting me into the locker room. You all inspire me to always be at my best. Thank you to all the strength coaches for allowing me the freedom to train at the highest level all season long. Y'all are my family. Thank you to the medical staff for keeping me healthy. Thank you to the equipment managers for your tireless work. This team provides us every resource to maximize our potential as a player. That's all you can ever ask for. Huh. Kind of sounds like he's on his way out, doesn't it? I was going to say, it's that sad. Like you just <laughs> sounded like a playoffs. farewell there. Yeah. Good. I'm sorry, Great. Thomas, but we liked you. I thought you had a very good season. Anyway, that's the uh, breaking news. Jake Garcia entering the transfer portal for University of Miami. Five o'clock Funky Buddha happy hour is on the way here on this Tuesday. You're listening to the Hawk and Crowder Show. It's a different energy when we get in there in front of our fans and around the fourth they play the, what's the song? Papayas? Papayas? Hawk and Crowder. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.